Yo, welcome to episode 13. We're going to get JP on here in just a moment. Um, let's see if we get him in here. What's up, the riches? How y'all doing? Good to see you guys. Hey, Craig. All right, let's get JP in here. How's everyone doing today? There we go. What's up, Han Fan? And we got JP in here. There's the man. Hey. What's up, dude? What's up, guys? How's my lighting here? Is, is this okay? Yeah, you look beautiful. It's terrific. <laughs> is the beanie and everything is good. Um, thanks, little mementos and Daniel. Sorry to hear you're hungover, uh, the riches. Um, but thanks for joining us, even though you're hungover. So we got uh, episode 13 here. And I'll let JP uh, do an introduction there. Hey, uh, my name's JP. I'm a photographer from the Bay Area. Oh, come on. Yeah. No, no. was <laughs> my little, little intro there. Is your little intro? <laughs> um, I've been really digging the, uh, the COVID portraits project you've been working on. Thank you. Thank you. That was, uh, yeah, it was like a, a small project. It started out as a small project at first, and then uh, I just wanted to kind of document my friends, you know, um, and take their portraits. And then it just kind of, I don't know, a little bit bigger now, I guess. I started reaching out to a lot more people. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a hell of a photographic community out there in the Bay Area. It's kind of amazing. For sure, for sure. I didn't realize um, I'm already following a lot of the people that kind of like lived around me, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so that's when I slowly started reaching out. <coughs> well, I mean, started asking them. You've got the infamous Cinedar camera in your arsenal now. That's kind of amazing. Oh, it's uh, look at it's Dave's um, Super D right there. Yeah. That's why Dave, Dave's one of my favorite people. I love that dude. For sure. Um, uh, when I started getting into 4x5s, I reached out to him, and he was kind enough to let me hang out with him for the day and kind of just, like, teach me how to use that camera. <laughs> yeah. And now it's your camera. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, oh, it, was, it wasn't that one. It was, it was just, uh, I just got my... Uh, my oh. and then I didn't know how to use that and like I didn't know anything about four by fives and he yeah he just like let me hang out for a day went to go visit him and just like and he taught me everything I knew about four by fives yeah I uh, I got to spend a bunch of time with them in uh, in Texas they came out for uh, <laughs> Holocon there and uh 
yeah, we uh, he crashed at Armand's with me, and uh, we got to spend a lot of good time you know, getting to know each other. It was I miss the the travel days <laughs> for sure. Dude. Um, I was talking to him about Policon Bay Area, and I think that's when COVID started to hit. Yeah, and I think it was like it started that weekend, and I wanted to come out. And join you guys, but we were like so restricted, especially here in the peninsula and that. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was wild. Like um, I, I was there for the the Policon Bay Area, and um, I'd never seen San Francisco like that before ever. Like it was weird seeing it so quiet and not seeing lineups everywhere and not seeing it busy, and. Um, yeah, it was just so crazy. Like as the weekend progressed, it just got like deader and deader. Is is that when they started shutting the city down? When you guys? Had yeah, to... yeah. Like we we were out on the photo walk in Oakland, and uh, Brian got the call from the taco spot, being like, "Yo, if you guys aren't here by like four thirty, you're boned. Like no tacos. Like you get here before four thirty, we'll lock the doors behind you. But like if you don't make it here before then, no tacos and beer for you guys." Also, um, I was I was kind of confused with the schedule for Policon for that weekend. I know it was like supposed to be a meet on Friday, and then the photo walk was Saturday or Sunday or something like that. The photo walk was on Sunday, yeah. Sunday, the last day, yeah. Yeah. At least, you guys, like, I've been following your um, your Instagram live, and you guys keep talking about it how. Um, that was basically, that was like the weekend before everything got, got shut down, you know, like at least you guys were able to visit and, and travel for a little bit. Yeah, it was nice to see like some of my favorite homies, like one last time, maybe. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's not, they're, the Canadian government's not talking about opening the border up anytime soon, um, you know, just given how awesome y'all's government's handling the pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't even start with that, dude. It's like, you can feel from, like, here coming into the weekend, especially with um, the election coming up, and you can tell, like, there's so much, I don't know, like, people are just a little bit scared, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, it's all about COVID, 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 COVID. <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. It was like, yeah, we're we're definitely uh, starting to feel it coming into uh, November third. The Technicolor poop says the goat, the greatest dude. That's uh, yeah. that's that's Chris, one of the local guys. Uh, big shout out to uh, uh the local uh, Bay Area. Uh, film gang over here yeah i mean i feel i also gotta give a shout out to like the infamous brian brooks and jesse over at underdog film labs in oakland if you guys ever need processing anywhere in america's yeah. look up underdog film lab they take mail in <clears throat> i was able to uh it's it's funny i had reached out to brian for one of the the portraits um i didn't realize yeah, like, he was one of the guys, like, such a nice guy. Um, 
I didn't realize like so many local people uh, are, are around me. Uh, like Brian was one of them. Yeah, you, you've got an amazing community there. Like it was kind of wild to meet a bunch of the people when I was there for Policon Bay Area. Like it was, uh, it was cool to meet um, some new people, see some old faces. Like it was nice to catch up with Gene. Cool to meet like Vince and you know, get to know Brian a bit more. Because I met Brian at Policon um, 4 in Texas. And uh, someone's asking if that's a 500C behind you there. It's a it's an ongoing joke. They know damn well that's a 500 C, and then they're like, "Oh, it's just a 500 C. It's not a CM." <laughs> the people razzy about your gear. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like an inside joke about uh, how it's it's just a 500 C, basically. That's uh, my boy Edison right there. <laughs> it's still a Hassy though, man. So. <laughs> I actually got that for. A really great price. Um, it had a broken body. That's what it okay. was. You need to get like CLA. <laughs> um, you need to get CLA, but the guy, instead of just selling me the body, he sold me the the lens and the back with it. So I was able to buy it for cheap, get it CLA, and working for um, for a good price. Yeah, film gear is getting, like, so expensive lately. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's a lot of it would be, like, the reviews on YouTube and, like, how, like, a lot of YouTubers are trying to shoot, like, the medium format. Um, medium format cameras, and for sure you can start, you start to see the, the price go up. On, on eBay. I mean, not to say that they were cheap to begin with, but definitely they're still coming up, you know? Yeah, they definitely, they've shot up a ton. Like, I mean, when I bought my F5, like, three and a half years ago, I got yeah. it for, like, 250 And Wow. Yeah, and now I'm seeing them, like, you know, four to six hundred bucks. Like, it's, it's crazy. Dude, um, eight by ten, we're you're, you're picking yeah. one. So Armand's holding on to an eight by ten for me, and that's that's the next adventure for me. Is uh, I want to do eight by ten for Polaroids, but also for Tintype. For sure. Um, someone designed this eight by ten three printed camera. It's kind of like scalable, four by five, five by seven, and eight by ten. Oh shit. Um, but I'm so scared to like to even start a print because I know I'm just gonna want to buy a real one and then just like dive deep down into it. Well, I've got um, Matt Stoffel from Kodak is gonna be on next week, and he was talking to me about a dude that's shooting eight by ten ectochrome, and like, dude, could you imagine eight by ten positive? Like Dave, Dave showed me a few of his four by five slide films, and they're amazing. Um, a lot of his like skate park um, shots. It's uh, it's it's really great. I, yeah. I can only imagine that on an eight by ten. On an eight by ten, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I um, so I don't watch too many like YouTuber photography things. Oh man, I'm, I'm all. <laughs> some some of them have like really, I don't know. There's just too much that's like a bit the same. But I kind of get a kick out of that grainy days dude. Um, just like his delivery and like just like you know he's sort of cheesy, but his eight by ten um video. Oh, the one when he made it all dramatic and like, oh, this is my first time shooting it. Yeah, where he's like, yeah, I think I died, or maybe I shit my pants or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. But yeah, it just it that made me want to shoot eight by ten even more. Like, I mean, the original dude that made me want to get into eight by ten was Jason Lee, but. uh haven't got there yet. I got the four by five. One day I'll I'll bump it up. Craig says he shoots an F one hundred. Those are dope cameras. I have an F one hundred that I use for mostly doing black and white. It's like my second camera. I love that thing a ton. Yeah, that was another uh, other thing I wanted to get into was tintype. Um, I saw that one guy on YouTube how he does it on the side of the street on, in his van. Yeah. And that's so that's so sick just to be able to do it right then and there yeah like the uh so there's these dudes that i saw in denton um at policon 3 called project barbotype and yeah. uh yeah stephanie i agree jason lee is the goat <laughs> um but they have like a little sort of it looks like an art easel but it's a tent and that's where they do all the stuff inside this little tent so they can like totally set up super portable um, and what they used to do in the old world was they go to like barber competitions and shit and shoot like crazy mustaches and beards and stuff. Yeah. 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 And then uh, Brian uh, Giesbrecht, um, he's Theory of a Brian on Instagram. Um, he's like a really good homie that shoots a ton of tin type and he uses like a, um, an ice fishing tent yeah. um, to, uh, to do his stuff inside. I saw a couple of people even turn their um, their vans into like a mobile darkroom. Yeah. They do it on location. Um, like I, I don't even know where to start. Like having a bathroom for it, you know, it's like just having a dedicated darkroom in, in your van would be so sick. Just like drive around everywhere and just, just shoot. It'd be wicked awesome. And then speaking of the devil, there, there's Matt. We were just talking about uh, 8x10 there, Matt. Thanks for joining in. So you, you should just bite the bullet and go 8x10, man. <laughs> yeah, no, we were definitely <laughs> talking about it. We were like, um, we're always visiting the Intrepid website for, for 8x10. And then I'm like looking at eBay for, I don't know. And I'm kind of doing the cost in my head of like developing and, and Film. Don't do that. Don't think about the cost. <laughs> until, until you get there. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> like it's, I like the way you think. Uh, yeah, for sure. Well, my photo mentor was trying to get, yeah, what is money? I don't know. It's a tool to buy more film. <laughs> um, my, my photo mentor was trying to convince me to buy a 20 by 20 Deerdorf. Uh, wow. Which I was like, okay, four by five to 20 by 20 is that's I don't know if I'm ready to make that leap yet because I haven't gone to quite eight by ten yet so sure sure yeah. what would you even um where do you what do you shoot on the 20 by 24 like well so you can custom order um 
you you can custom order film and paper from Ilford because they do like a once a year run of like custom stuff for like big shit like that. Um, but that one was set up to do tin types. I think uh, who did a video on that? Matt Mirage from Film Photography. I for, I forgot the company, but uh, I think he he made a video about how you can order custom size film from from Ilford. Yeah, what, they do a once a year big ass run, and um, Stephanie says just yeah. make the jump, yeah. dude. That's the one, yeah, film photography project. Um, he does a uh, large format Fridays. That's wild. I mean, the largest format camera that I saw was at Policon three, and it was a trailer cam that. Um, this dude made out of like a like a fucking car trailer and it's like half of the trailer is the camera and the other half is a dark room and like when he's trying to focus and like you know frame it up he has to like back the truck backwards and forwards and like move the so is it like a a fixed focus lens that you gotta like drive yeah (laughs) it's amazing yeah (laughs) Like, can you not move, please? Like, just kind of, like, reverse back and forth, you know? Well, and, and the lens is wild, too, because um, it's a industrial and larger lens. So it's, like, that fucking big. Like, it's just huge. <laughs> you need, like, a ton of light for it. Um, maybe one of the other Polo Peeps on here can remember the dude's name. I'm I'm drawing a blank on it right now. But maybe, like, Stephanie or Jana might remember who the trailer um the trailer camera dude was it was it was immense and his photos are like beautiful um like he's got it down to where he can do a direct positive print um in like three minutes or something so is it would it be like instant film also that he 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 does on location is that what's happening kind of so like he'll he'll take the shot on direct positive photo paper and then just like develop it inside of the dark room so yeah. it's kind of like an instant ish because it's photo. already there it's the back of the truck yeah yeah that's amazing what's up armand and thank you it's ian ian rather is um the gentleman that it was yeah two people confirm that so look up that guy his photos are beautiful like, <laughs> does a lot of like landscape nature photography with the big ass trailer camera yeah i saw a couple of uh they're just memes of of people having like really big cameras on like trailers and shit but i never really like bothered looking into any of those you know it's like oh man it's a big ass camera you know what i mean but now that like we're we're talking about 8 by 10 20 by 24 you're kind of like Man, like, how would they have something like that? Like, where do you even park that thing, dude? Like, a dedicated shed for it. Well, it's a trailer, so you just park it wherever you want. And then he has, like, a cover for the lens on the back. So it looks like a car trailer to, like, anyone that doesn't know. Um, Stephanie also says we should check out Brendan Berry. He makes cameras out of anything, like, blocks of cheese. (laughs) That sounds hilarious. Um and if you want to check out Ian's stuff, it's www.ianruhter.com. He definitely has some beautiful work. It's it's worth checking out for sure. Um, 
I was actually, uh, I'm, I'm printing that, uh, it's an Instax holder that, that you can put inside, uh, like, your film packs, I guess. Oh, that was the one you had on your stories the other day for, like, the poll, right. for the pass passport. Yeah, so, I guess the original idea for that was it's meant for land cameras, but obviously it'll fit any of the 4x5 holders. Yeah. So I was thinking about picking up a land camera. Like, would you, do you have like any suggestions to like keep it cheap? So it doesn't yeah, necessarily it, break the bank, you know. To keep it cheap, just like a, a nice decent one, the Land 250 is. Pretty nice one. Um, land 250. Yeah, the Land 250. Um, it it's nice because oh well yeah the one nine but that's not that's not budget wise so someone says the one ninety five. But like one ninety five, that's like a super dope, expensive, crazy one. Two fifty, <laughs> you can find fairly cheap. Um, you have to do a battery hack on them. Um, here, actually, just a sec. Let me go grab my two fifty. Addison, let me uh, let me borrow yours instead. Yeah, so this is the 250 here. Um, it just it looks like all the land cameras look pretty much the same, but the 250 is more of like a premium one because instead of like plastic body and stuff like that, it's got metal body, which the 180s and the 195s also have, except like they're going to be like probably triple or quadruple or more the price of like one of these guys. Um, but what's nice about the 250 and what a lot of people poach them for is they have this Zeiss viewfinder on them. So it, it's a single view viewfinder. So a lot of the other land cameras have one uh, view hole where you look to compose the image and then another one for focusing. Um, but with the 250, because it's got the, the Zeiss finder, um, it's, a single, it's a single view. So when you look through it, you do the composing and the focusing through it. Um, so just to get started with, with land cameras to fuck around, like the 250s, definitely not a bad camera. Um, I, I definitely, I like it. I've got a couple 250s. Um, and it's also kind of nice too, cause like I figured out that you, it, you can just use the PC port with any sort of flash here. So you don't have to fuck around with like the flash bulbs. So I got this like get up where I put this like thing on the bottom so that I could like throw on I have like a Nikon SB600 right I have right like a, hot, a hot shoe adapter for it and then it, it looks like this crazy contraption because like the flash sits like way up here and shit but um the the photos with it uh turn out really fucking nice so you know if, if you want to get started on on these ones and you don't want to spend a ton of money I would definitely say look for 250 and then if you do find a 250 and later on you want to upgrade to like a 195 or a 180, the thing that's nice about that is you can poach the, the Zeiss viewfinder off of it and put that on the 195 or the 180. On the 195. Yeah, because that's what a lot of people do is they buy the 250s to steal the Zeiss viewfinder. Um, the one thing that you'll probably have to do though, because these use like a weird like six volt battery or something, is you'll have to do a sort of like battery hack. So buy like a little battery holder like this and then just connect it to the, the battery leads. Gotcha. Okay. That uh, makes sense. 
like a, a triple cell, uh, a triple triple A holder will uh, will make it work. The 180s and the 195s don't require batteries because um, those ones are fully manual. So you set the shutter and aperture and everything on them. Whereas the 250 is an automatic camera. So it needs to have battery power so that you can um, use the uh, the electric eye that does like um, aperture control and shutter and all of that. Um, yeah, it's they're, they're decent little cameras though to get started. If you just want to fuck around with like the Instax back. I still shoot pack film with it because I've got like a <laughs> pack film life that I'm kind of going through, but I'm curious to see how your experiences with that 3D printed Instax back or that Instax holder go because um, it'd be kind of cool to still keep using this guy once I run out of pack film. I actually shot a couple of them. Um, one was on my speed because I just got this uh, bull lens. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, so I just got that bull lens. I wanted to test it out. Um, came out came out decent. This is from the that three D printed uh, holder. At least there's no uh, oh, nice. leaks, you know. That was pretty sweet. Um, Someone says an unboxing on Discord later, please. <laughs> um, I have I have it on on this thing now. But oh, nice. I haven't, I, I tried testing it out yesterday, but I don't know how to adjust the flash on this. So the Instax being 800 speed, everything's just like blown out, you know? Um, so I still got to do some testing with that, but at least I know that um, there's no light leaks on that holder. Maybe, maybe put a filter or something in front of... I tried actually, I... I Put this uh, gaff gaffer's tape, <laughs> and then um, it was it was just a little bit uh, underexposed. So I gotta find like the middle middle ground. Here. Yeah, but like a yeah, some sort of ND or something on it. <laughs> I honestly don't know how to like how to mount an ND on on, on this thing. Right here. You can <laughs> you can buy sheets of ND paper. Like it it comes like a gel. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because. This is how you adjust the the flash. Where there's this knob in the back, but it doesn't do anything. It's just like a, the the output for the flash is just like at one hundred the whole time. Yeah, I mean th those cameras are kind of weird because like I have a two lens mini passport, yeah. and um, it's like the most useless, infuriating camera that I own. But I fucking love <laughs> it. Because it makes some cool images. Like um, you know, this is. Uh, I, I do like these diptych kind of things with it. Nice. They're kind of neat. Yeah, this one has the option to either to shoot. So it's always going to be four frames. And then it's up to you if you want to shoot like one photo for all of them. It's like for the passports, basically, you know? Yeah. Um. So I just want to keep shooting it. It's, it's so fun to shoot, but I don't want to keep buying packs at like $90 a pop now. I don't know how much it's, they're going for now. Like so expensive. Yeah, I think that the, yeah, the $90 sounds about right because I think the last, the last packs that sold at the camera store that I go to went for like $120 Canadian. Wow. 
And like the last packs I bought from a camera store, I think I paid 60 each and I only bought two of them because I was like, oh, like, holy shit. Yeah, it's crazy. I remember um, finding someone on eBay last year for like 35 a pop. And it, but you had to buy like, I think I bought eight. And I was like, I thought that was already expensive at the time. Dude. I didn't know they were just going to keep going up right now, you know? That, that's hella cheap. Now that you think about it, right? I'm like, that's already, that's hella cheap. But back then, you're kind of like, fuck that, dude. It was like, it used to be $10 a pack, you know? Like, yeah, well, then you, heard. that's why I fucking hate Fuji so much. Ah, yeah. Like, I barely started shooting film early last year so i don't know like the full story of what you guys went through when everything had shut down and there's like impossible projects are supposed to do something oh uh to like yeah impossible did their thing to bring polaroid back and like that that's a hell of a, a story there just Got itself, it. like <laughs> them saving um polaroid but then florian caps the guy that started impossible tried to do the same thing for pack film but uh fuji basically told him to go piss up a pole and um so he had to take a different approach and that's where one instant happened because he was like well instead of trying to make a new pack film like let's make a film compatible with pack film cameras so that you can still keep shooting them once pack film goes away isn't there um isn't doc working with a company now yeah so that's super sad like... <laughs> and uh sunny d says here you just started shooting film last year question exclamation yeah so uh it was around february of last year i think i got this little minolta x700 and then someone showed me a holga and so I was like, what the, what the hell is medium format, you know? So, like, I got this little, like, Diana F plus and skipped 35 altogether. And then I started looking into it a little bit more um, and just started buying all these cameras. <laughs> yeah, so you've got a pretty healthy collection going on there. This is... Uh, the Fisher so I Price. have this thing for, for double-stroke cameras. Um, this being one of them, this Fisher-Price 110 that, like, got to advance it twice to shoot. But it's just, like, straight up a toy, and that's, like, that's what Technicolor Poop was asking about. <laughs> you made someone very happy with that one. There's was, like, a big, like, yes. <laughs> for sure, <laughs> dude. <laughs> like someone like it's like someone actually bought this thing for like fifteen bucks. Dummy. Dude, I love one ten film. I've got like one of those little tiny Minolta SLR one ten. It's the most hilarious fucking camera ever because it's like so tiny, but it's like a real SLR. I got this uh Pentax one ten, it's also a double stroke. Oh nice. I think like Kyle McDougal did a, a, a review on it it's it's pretty it's pretty cool dude. i think brandy's like 110 is infuriating it is <laughs> but it's horrible um and then stephanie also says uh famous format is making new 55 for 4x5 cameras which is dope yeah like the new 55 stuff 
Um, that's something I've been wanting to order and, and fuck around with a bunch because um, they're making some cool stuff there at Famous Format. Um, so if you if you're into like the four by five like you are deeply, I would definitely check them out because they're even making their own version of Ready Load stuff, which is really fucking. I, I saw Nick Carver's video and he was he was shooting some of those uh, those four by five um, film. Yeah. By famous format, yeah. But I don't understand how that how that works. So he was able to develop it right then and there after he shot it so it's it's like a semi so it it is it is an instant film it's they're trying to recreate type 55 which was a polaroid peel apart Um, got it but it was like a really (laughs) large peel apart like um yeah this is um this is a type 55 shot here wow yeah so it's like it's it was a dirty pull, so it still has like all of the the stuff attached sure. to it. Um, but they're the new format, like so the original stuff they were making, you had to like bring fix and stuff with you because you had right. to fix the the negative like on site if you wanted to keep it. Um, but apparently, like the latest formula that they're working on doesn't require you to like bring fixer along with you. Like it it fixes itself, like the Type fifty five used to. Um, so I definitely want to try that stuff. Um, but I'm also like stoked on their ready load stuff because they're doing a bunch of like uh, preloaded Portra and, um, you know, uh, I think they might've been doing some like Ektar, Ektachrome and some like black and white films. Um, Cause it's the only, like, I'm really lazy. <laughs> That's the only thing that bugs me about shooting like real film in my four by five is like loading the holders up and taking the holders to the lab and fucking around with that shit. Like, the ready load is so much nicer because, like, you just shoot it and you take the packet out and then you take the packet to uh, your lab and just do it. Um, What's his name? Um, Someone just recently told me about about ready loads. Yeah. So I bought some last, last month and I haven't shot them yet. Oh, shit. What kind of ready load do you find? It's, uh, give me a sec. I mean, also, guys, if um, if y'all have any questions, uh, feel free to throw them in the chat there too. You know, yeah, yeah, please. If you guys have up. any questions, so it's uh, it's it's this one. Is it Ectochrome? It's Ectochrome one hundred plus. Oh, nice. Is it the one that does it have two shots in each packet, or is it a single shot one? I think it's a single shot. Yeah, it's a single sheet packet. Okay. Yeah, because I I found out the hard way that the double sheet ones you re- you have to use like the Kodak holder for it. That so um, it's specific to that double. Yeah. One. I I kind of fucked up a double load one, so I had to find like a Kodak one to use the double load sheets. But the single load sheets you can use even a Polaroid uh, holder to shoot those ones. Sorry, dude. I was looking for my uh, my holder. It's somewhere in the garage. I don't I don't know where it is. But yeah, dude. I'm like just I'm I'm just finding out about I'm still finding out new film stocks that got discontinued. You know, like like Ektachrome 
100G or whatever this was. I didn't, I didn't even know oh. that existed. Um, and then I just recently found out about Portrait 400 Black and White. Like, yeah, Portrait 400 Black and White is so cool. Um, another one that's like my all-time favorite long dead film is Egg for Chrome RS 1000. It's it's a really fucking cool film, and I like I have some of it that like expired in like 1988 in the early 90s and stuff like that, and it's still That's when it got discontinued, like in the 90s. It well, yeah, it got discontinued I think in the late 90s, but like I have I found a bunch of it that like expired in like 88 and like 91 and 95 and stuff, and um, it's all shot so nicely, like um, not a lot of color shift in it. Um, it's a really cool film. Like, yeah, like film is really cool because like all of that old expired stuff, you can get some really cool janky results from it. For sure. Um, yeah, I haven't shot this yet. I want to shoot this soon. Uh, especially it's like it's ready loaded. I don't need to preload pre it. I I hate preloading four by five, dude. I even I even have the Graphmatic back the six oh the one. six shot one yeah so i have one of those but even now it's just like, like i don't want to go in my dark bag and then like do that whole mess dude like, I, I, I remember you, you mentioned one time how it feels hella weird to like have dude for yeah. sure man i get wicked anxiety using the dark bag um because like my hands start getting all like weird and warm, but the rest of my yeah. body okay temperature, and it starts making me have like an anxiety attack. See, I even have the the big one, the tent looking one. It's not just like a dark bag; it's like an oh, actual shit. big one. And even now, just because when it's it was mainly for the four by five film, because you needed a little bit more room. Yeah. In there. Um. But yeah, even with, with that big ass bag, I still feel so so weird, especially like with just like a little thirty five millimeter and like all that room to to work with. It's like oh, I don't know what to do with my hands. It feels so weird, you know. I, I mean, like just dark stuff in general is kind of a weird thing. And Brandy says expired film for the win, which I agree. Yeah. Um, I'm part of a gallery collective, and they have like an actual like film changing room that you can like walk into that's like completely blackout dark um and i'll load my four by five um holders in there but it starts to feel weird after a while like when you're just in this like dark room and it's like this creepy old ass building and i usually go there late at night and it's like you know i hear like yeah. creepy noises and shit and it's like yeah, in sure. here with me or something like <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I hear you, man. Um, even like in my bathroom, sometimes I, I just turn off all the lights and just do it by hand, like in, like in the open. Yeah. Just I don't want to fuck around inside a, a dark bag. It's just like little camp tents for elves. Yeah, they are, but like like torture tents for elves because. Gets... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's what I have. Uh, Sunny, that's what I have. I have those big tent looking ones. Um. And even even with that, it's it's super fucking like it's it's so weird. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's kind of a it's definitely a weird thing, but um, I mean, film's fun that way. You For sure. Things. Have you started uh, fucking around with uh, printing your photos yet? Like doing like black and white prints or anything? 
No, um, I was supposed to take a class um, at one of the locations in San Francisco, but COVID hit. Yeah. Um, it was supposed to be like this, um, this whole thing of like uh, developing black and white. And then after that, then you start printing your, your stuff. But yeah, then COVID hit and everything was put on hold. Yeah. But that was That's, definitely one of the, like the, the, that was the next step for sure. That'll be a whole new addiction for you, man. Like, yeah, you don't know, like, I, I know a few people that have them and like, man, like, I don't have room for that. Like, I don't want to dive in and, and, and get them in larger. Like, where am I going to put that thing? You know, like, yeah, so I, I thought the same thing, but then, like, a really cheap Nikkor enlarger came across my radar, and I bought it, and then I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's, that's a spot, yeah, it's uh, the, the Harvey Milk spot. Oh, nice. They were, they were offering classes. i take that there. class as well, too. I think I'm just going to put it on my toilet. Yeah. For sure, dude. Like, I, I kind of have, I have this bathroom here where I do all my, my developing, and I feel like if I just move everything to the side, I'll have like one spot dedicated to it. And it's just gonna make it, make it work. Just make it work. Dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ar Armand has like a, a really cool, intimate dark room in the Denton Camera Exchange. There, you don't need a lot of space to to make it happen. For sure. So if any of you guys are uh, selling uh, in large room, <laughs> hit him up. Someone says that uh, Hanfan says that uh, they have an enlarger you can borrow. So that that sounds like an enabler right there. I yeah for sure. So is the the Harvey Milk Photo Center that um, you, you were looking at doing that thing at? Yeah, they were um, they're they're close enough and. The last time I checked their schedule, they it would definitely work with mine. So, um, yeah, definitely wanted to do it with those guys. I mean, maybe hit up Brian too. Yeah, I've been meaning to actually contact Brian. I wanted to kind of, I wanted to visit Underdog Labs in in Oakland, but yeah. I kind of wanted to make sure that he's there too. <laughs> just like, I don't want to like get in there and, and then just dip like i want to chop it up with those guys too you know yeah like hit him up because like i'm sure brian and jesse would love to have you there and show you around like for sure it's a, it sounds like it's a hell of a lab and if you're in the bay area oakland they sell film now so you know go buy some film from them we saw that yeah for sure that was uh that's pretty big um because i know for 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 a while there's just a lab right yeah yeah, they're really blown up. And Paul says that he loves your portraits. They look amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Paul, I think you're you're local to to us also, right? Like you're also in the Bay Area. I have to like uh, contact you one of these days so you can go do something. Yeah, Paul's been an OG like you. He's been around since like episode one with Jason Moore. And yeah, I got I, I appreciate you hanging in for like whatever this thing is turning into. <laughs> I think just a place for people to like to talk shop about photography, especially like in this weird ass time. Like I'm I'm all about it. You know what I mean? Like 
like I'm part of a couple of Discord servers and group chats dedicated to like film photography. Yeah. And and I dig it so much um, from people just kind of like sharing your work or uh, someone just kept on uh, sending us eBay links for expired films. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it, dude. You know, so like, so this is definitely I'm, I'm big on this kind of thing. Like, I'm, I want to keep watching, and also the people that you have in your, the the guests that you have in your show is also uh, some great photographers, man. I, I've been really lucky to meet some really amazing people, um, and this has been like going through the whole photography chat process has been a bit of a humbling thing to actually realize like how amazing these people I've met really are and then how many of them there are like it's kind of wild like the the lineup that um I have going into November of people that are going to be on is um is kind of exceptional like you know Matt's going to be on next week from uh, Kodak um and then Megan shoots film is is going to be on she's in the bay area now um yeah so i actually had contacted her i think i'm i still got to set up a day to meet up with her but i i was definitely going to take your portraits also definitely like her work yeah. is so amazing like she does For some sure. unholy things with ektar like it's it's really wild. I I was listening to Analog Talk podcast and her her episode was so good, just like how they were talking about her uh, her her work and her uh, like the photos that she takes underwater and shit. It was so great. Yeah, it it is pretty amazing. Like I'm, I, I've been very lucky to meet some some rad peeps. Um, you know, her her being one of them. And it's been cool just how interested people are to, like, you know, be part of this as well, too. Um, like, one person I'm really stoked to have on is uh, Grant Britton's going to be on in December. Nice. Yeah. And I'm really did, excited did, to have him on. I, I saw his interview with, with, with Dave. Dave has an interview with him in his YouTube channel. Um along with uh, a couple of other people like uh, Adam Goldberg. I think Adam Goldberg, you should, you should yeah. have a guy. Dude. I think that guy's, yeah, he, that guy's work is amazing. Dude. Like his double exposure work. Like I dig it so much. His work is so good. And it was funny, like just seeing him in the virtual Policon. And then I just started watching Fargo a little bit ago. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. I loved his character in Fargo. <laughs> it was funny because I was like, I just saw you in Policon videos, and now I'm seeing you be this like murderer guy on a TV show. <laughs> have you have you reached out to uh, to Jason Lee? Yet? <laughs> See if um, can have him on. So I haven't wanted to really bug him about that yet, but um, you know, maybe one day. You know, that would be nice. Yeah, I, he's he's a busy dude. Like we we chat every now and then about um, you know just rando stuff. But he's been busy with like the book releases and stuff. And I've been he talking. Did just release like a pre-order for his for his book, right? 
Yeah, so there, there's the black and white works that he just released on Stanley Barker, um, and that looks yeah. really cool. Um, I got on that pre-order, and then he helped Raymond with Raymond's Polaroid book that um, I think there's still some copies there. So if you're into Polaroids, I would definitely check out Film Photographic and uh, get on that pre-order for Raymond's book. It's Time Zero Photos from, I think, 2007 to 2018. And um, it looks beautiful. It's a limited print run. They're only doing 500 copies of it. And I think there's a, still a few left. And it's really reasonably priced. I think they're like 55 bucks or something. And it's like a hard bound, like made in California book. Um, yeah. It's like one of the cool things with, uh, with a lot of, like all of Jason's books on film photographic is like they want them built in the U.S., so like the Plainview book that Jason put out in 2018, um, that was printed and bound in Texas. And um, it's just, it's gorgeous. It's a beautiful book. So yeah, I'd definitely like to have him on one day. I'd like to have Raymond on. Um, you know, I also like just having my local homies on sometimes too, because, you know, there's a lot of like hidden talent out there of, um, you know, people that, may not be like you know semi-famous or famous that are also producing some great work for sure so a lot of underrated photographers like you wouldn't even know that's local to us yeah um yeah that's like one of the main things that i definitely found out looking into Oh, I think you're you're buffering a bit there. Oh, there. I, I think you're back a little bit more. You're buffering a bit. Your internet connection got janky for a second. What about now? Oh, we're all good now. Yeah. Um. A few of the people that I've shot, they actually, like, I've never met them, and they live, like, maybe 15 minutes away from me. And, you know, like, looking at their, their work, you're like, oh, my God, you guys are fucking amazing photographers. You know what I mean? Like, definitely, like, some underrated photographers around. Yeah, there's a ton of underrated photographers. Hey, Casper, thanks for joining. Um, and, oh, what's up, Amy? Paul also says, um, check out Henry Wessel. Henry Wessel's photos are, are really sure. beautiful. Yeah. That's great work. And Brandy says that you know, these talks just make her miss photo meets and meeting all the cool people face to face. Yeah. I, I agree. Like, I miss that, being able to see people face to face and chat with people. Like, um, That's one of the big reasons why I love the Policons is it's it's an amazing... Uh, thing for that and I appreciate Paul said here a place for like minds is such a relief and keeps uh, him positive and happy sure so, glad to uh, to offer that Paul you know it's it's helped me out too through the pandemic it's been a really weird year <laughs> Dude, tell me about it yeah for sure man um I I know someone that lives like in, in Germany and she would typically come visit the Bay Area, like visit her family around this time. And she's yeah. like so depressed about it. You know, it's like, yeah, like I miss people. Like 
she would be here right now shooting with us you know and, yeah i get it hopefully um when this all ends we can do like one big meet photo meet definitely like i i miss that so much like just being able to be like you know what i'm just gonna find a cheap flight and come hang out with some friends for the weekend and just for go sure. shooting somewhere yeah like, it definitely took that shit for granted in the in the before time. But I think I think that was pretty cool though that you guys were able to kind of uh, test your luck at that that last weekend of um, yeah. <laughs> like you guys took yeah that and it paid off. You know what I mean? Like that that's like I wish was... like I was I was local and I, I couldn't even go. There there was a ton of people that bailed. And I thought about it for a minute. I was like, should I? Like, you know, this this COVID thing seems to be, like, taking off a little bit. But I was like, everything's paid for, and the flight's non-refundable. So I was like, fuck yeah. it. You know, let's just do this. And then when I got there, some of my other friends were all like, yeah, we thought the same thing. We are going to bail. And then we're just like, fuck <laughs> it. Let's just, yeah, just, just do it. see what happens. And... um yeah, it was wild, man. Like, when we were taking the ferry over to Oakland, yeah. the ferry, like, cruised past the pandemic cruise ship, like, that one that was, like, docked for, like, <laughs> weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, you know, there's, like, patient zero of cruise ships over there. For um, sure. It, that, was, that was kind of fucking weird to see. And it was also just, like, kind of surreal flying home Monday morning because my flight was supposed to be in the afternoon and it got bumped to like one of the early morning flights and I guess they bumped like everyone that day onto the early flights and they got rid of all the afternoon flights because they shut the city down that afternoon like when I landed in Toronto and looked at uh, my phone and saw the news it was like oh San Francisco is like shutting down tonight like you know it's pandemic lockdown yeah that was a that was a crazy weekend. Everyone was in a, in a panic for sure. Um, but yeah, hopefully, yeah. you know, hopefully it, uh, we can get over it soon and, and plan something out. Yeah. It would be really cool to like, you know, just have more photo meets and like not do zoom photo shoots. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I guess yeah. I'm, I'm, lucky enough to be able to reach out to some of these people and they're and they let me photograph them you know what I mean like yeah yeah well and, and that is like kind of a nice thing of being in a bigger center like I've been really lucky living in Toronto that like there's a lot of creatives here and we've been able to find ways to safely still collaborate and do things amidst sure. the, the pandemic so it's been nice to still be able to create things, even though we're just sort of in like this diminished thing. Um, but it's really made me realize that like, you know, in the before time, like my community was really global. Like I didn't know a lot of people locally, like all my like best homies live everywhere, but here. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I've been having to like meet a lot more local people, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's nice to know people here more locally and, get involved with that kind of stuff but you know i still i still miss all my homies abroad. You, you had not too long ago too oh yeah so, yeah so I, I did a polaroid workshop um which 
was really odd and challenging to do, but still a lot of fun. I think everyone yes. felt like yeah. um, there was like good value from it. Um, I I love telling the Polaroid story because it's like you know <laughs> yeah. something I'm really passionate and excited sure. about. Um, and I've I've done a couple like private workshops since then too of like people that saw that I did that workshop and like you know felt bad that they missed out on it and wanted to like you know partake in it so I did yeah. one over Zoom and then one socially distant in a in a park in Toronto um, so it's it's been fun telling the Polaroid story and, and sharing that love with with folks and then I also had the a Lamography photo walk the other weekend where we uh we fucked around with those like lomo uh reusable disposable cameras i saw their email um i think theirs is a little bit more affordable compared to like the not ilford it's another company that just came out with the same thing but it's like much more expensive than the lomography ones it works really well here. Just let me see if I can find it. Um, yeah, this is one of those expired films here too. Some Agfa Color 1000 from like 1988. Um, but yeah, like this was the the camera they sent me here, and. Um, it worked really well. And I was actually super happy with the photos that came out of it. Um, like for being a plastic lens, they, the photo quality on it looked uh, really good. Um, I, Paul, I love Ilford XP2. XP2 is like one of my all time favorite films. And that's actually what I'm loading into this guy next to fuck around and see what some XP2 looks like in this. Um, this one came preloaded with Metropolis and, um, yeah, it's got the different gels here. And the gels actually do make for some wild effects. Like, um, it was a cool camera. Like, I would highly recommend picking one of these up to fuck around with, because, like, they're actually pretty cool. So, shout out to Lomography. Thanks for hooking me up with uh, this camera and going on an adventure. Um, but, yeah, I want to see what the XP2 looks like in it um, next. You know, sorry, Lomography, that I'm going to show shove some I have this, uh, here. this little toy camera. They just put, like, like a 7 on there because, you know, like, I got a Leica now. But Nice. Yeah, definitely. You just got to do that. Um, I would definitely uh, mess around with some XP2. XP2 is some dope film. Uh, we are coming up on the last minute here, though. And um, uh, we're coming up on the last minute, though. So I just want to thank you, JP, for, like, coming and hanging out with me uh, for this hour. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Like, it's always great to have you guys uh, here every week. Dude. I, I loved it, man. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we didn't get to talk about you, uh, you know, ro rocking your mom's hip, but, uh, you know, we'll, maybe next time we'll get to that one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. If you ever need, like, any fillers, so you just, like, hit me up, like, hey, man, like, I need, like, a last-minute thing. Yeah. <laughs>
But uh, thank you, everyone, again. I love you all. I appreciate you tuning in. Um, pop in next week to uh, chill with Matt and Kodak. <laughs>